Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. (laughs) Just in case you were confused on who we are, that's how we start every episode. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think it's necessary anymore or? Probably not. Probably not. I think it's habit now at this point. Yeah. Well, maybe for new listeners, which I think we do have a lot of new listeners. Um, Although... I was telling Ambrosia, I've been working on our TikTok account. Am I really choppy? It looks really choppy. A little bit, but it's fine. I was telling Ambrosia that I was like working on our TikTok account. And it's so funny because like everybody on TikTok is like, go to to hell, (laughs) basically. Like, who do you think you are saying there's no such thing as clones? Um, <laughs> so angry. Yeah. What what side of TikTok were we on? I like, don't know. Why, why are you so Bloom, mad? Interbloom 100% got on the wrong side of TikTok from the jump. It's like Interbloom woke up on the wrong side of the TikTok bed from the start and haven't been able to get on the right side. If you are listening and not following us on TikTok, please go over please. there and give us some. Yeah, please love us on like, TikTok. We need some love on TikTok, but like, it's fine. Like we're growing a lot all of a sudden, but I honestly am wondering if like half of that is like hate following. <laughs> so. Could be. Like I hate them. I don't hate, I don't follow anybody that I dislike. Mm. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. I yeah. do dislike people on TikTok, but I don't follow them or seek them out or comment on their stuff. I'm just like, meh. Yeah, I don't I, like this person. I like mute a lot of people on Instagram and stuff. So, oh, oh my God. And guess what? I got a message what? from someone on TikTok. No, on Instagram today that was like, hey, I was like, thanks for, she was like on a reading last night. Thanks for the reading. It really helped. Um, Do you have another TikTok account? I was like, oh, well, I have like Inner Bloom and like this other account. I don't really use it though. And they were like, oh, okay. But like another account where you like ask for money. And I'm like, no. wait. And I was like, wait. A TikTok account or an Instagram account? And they're like, no, a TikTok account. I'm like, a TikTok? And they showed me and they co- they made a TikTok copycat. I thought Yeah, it was they did that to me Instagram. before too. No, it happens on TikTok too. It happens on Facebook too. Not special. Um, I really wonder if they have like a webinar for like how to do this. They've got to. The rate they at should. which people do. No, they definitely do somewhere. Probably on like the yeah. dark web. It's like here is exactly how this business model works. You duplicate their account, you follow everyone that they're following, then you get them Mm -hmm. to follow you back because they're confused, and then you're in. I had someone, how messed up is this? I had someone reach out to me and say, I know this wasn't you, but someone pretending to be you 
told me that my son had a curse on him and he was going to die unless I gave a reading or unless I got a reading from this person. She said that she was scared and she blocked them right away. And I'm like, that is so fucked. That is so fucked. That's exactly what this person showed me. That this person said, she was like, okay, no, I'm going to think about it. Like, because she didn't know if it was me or not. And then the person was like, okay, it's just that I saw some really scary stuff happening for you. And I think you really need to know about this immediately or else something really bad's going to happen. And I was just like, that's, I agree. It's like the most. I'm literally, I'll tell everybody this right now. I've literally only seen, it was a weird situation. It was a public figure, not like Madonna or someone like that, but it was a TikTok (laughs) famous person. And I did see something bad happening to her. And I reached out to her, told her what I saw. I said, if she has any questions, feel free to contact me. No charge, nothing like that. That is the only time that I've reached out to someone and said, I think something bad is going to happen to you. Yeah. And when that happens, I don't charge people. Like, obviously, I was shown this information for, so I'm not going to charge you for it, but. Right. That's the difference. That's the difference. It's like gatekeeping. And it's like something really terrible is going to happen to you in about five minutes. But I'm only going to tell you if you uh, pay me me. however much money. In the same aspect, I had someone reach out to me and say the opposite and was like, I know you only do readings for money and I don't matter to you, but I'm really depressed. And I'm like, whoa, that's fucked. Yeah. Like, yes, I do only do readings for money, but it's not that that's all that matters to me. And how dare you try to like guilt me into a free reading? Yeah. So man, the internet's a crazy place. I tell you. Um, well, speaking of the internet, I guess, uh, kind of the internet, um, we, um, well, I wanted to give an update on Patreon. So number one, if you missed it, we did our first Patreon exclusive celebrity spirit interview uh, this past Friday with Mr. John Lennon. It was much better than I thought. I thought it was actually one of the best interviews we've done. Like he really, yeah, I really did. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. I liked him. He was very nice. Yeah, I felt like you liked him, and I felt like he was. I liked he was fun and playful and talked Mm -hmm. a lot, and um, seemed like he enjoyed being there. So yeah, yeah, he was very nice, very kind. What's very interesting, Ambie, is that remember when one of the questions was asked about the documentary, and he was like, "Well, they they shared one perspective." I was listening to Dak Shepard's podcast today. It just came out today. And he was talking about the documentary with his guest, and they were talking about how apparently John was made out to look like this, like, total asshole or something, but that wow. but that in actuality, like, he and Paul McCartney only had, like, five fights, and they, like, but it, it's like the narrative was created around the Beatles. This is what the documentary was kind of alluding to, is that, like, the narrative was created around the Beatles that oh, like they're fighting, there's drama, blah, 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 blah. And this is why it's all going down. But they were like, but that's not why it went down. That's not why they broke up. And that's what you said in your read. Like you talked, you asked him why they broke up and he shared. And oh, and they also brought up Yoko Ono. They're like, yeah, that Yoko Ono thing was put in the narrative, but that wasn't really why. And that's what he said in the interview. So really cool. Good job, Ambi. (laughs) Um, But that being said, if you guys want to uh, watch the full interview, it's about an hour long. Um, It is on our Patreon. You can get access to it at any tier. So for as low as $5, we are currently, I posted on Patreon today, I asked, 
which conspiracy slash unsolved mystery do you guys want us to do an intuitive reading episode into for the second uh, Patreon episode of this month? And um, so make sure that if you have an idea and something that you want to be voted on, go put it in the comments of that post, because then I'm going to turn it into a little poll and everyone's going to vote and we're going to do that interview next week. Um, So, yay. Um, Hold on. There's just a couple more things. We have new patrons, right? Yes. New patrons. And also, before we mention our new patrons, we're going to give patrons our shout out. Um, I want to let everyone know that we now have a a new feature on Patreon where you can actually pay annually and get a 15% discount. So if you've been a patron for a long time or you know that you're going to be, but you want to save some money, um, there is a new feature that allows you to do that. So make sure that you check that out. And um, guess what, guys? We are so close to our goal of 111 patrons for you guys to see us get are Brazilians. Not actually see it. Not actually. No, see you it. don't see our our bits. You just see our faces. Let's be real clear. You just see our faces. You don't see our privates because that would yeah. be weird. Yeah. And that's going to cost more than patrons. Yeah. But I digress. That's a that's our OnlyFans page. But I'm kidding. We don't have that. Um. But yeah, it's a really funny video. Alexa gets like the spray on her and starts screaming. There was nothing that actually happened. She just starts screaming. It's well worth, well worth the donation. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so fun. I'm so excited for us to share it. Um, So let's give a thank you to those who are helping us get closer to our goal. So I'm going to shout out everybody who has signed up in April. So... Thank you so much to Jordan Blyweiss, Beth Reed, Shannon B., Dominic Cruz, Megan McGrath, Ricky, Andrea Staub, Tammy Lip, Kayla Lasanti, Amber Frondrin, Betsy Abel, Garen Nickerson, Amy Thompson, Melissa Brim, Christine, and Isabel Patterson. Thank you so much for helping us get closer to our goal. Thank you, guys. So excited to get to know you better, too. Yeah. We love you. All right. That's it for announcements. Uh, let's talk about our topic for the day. Um, So if you guys don't know, I mean, obviously we have to figure out what we're going to talk about sometime in the day. So every Monday when we do our little meeting in the morning, because we meet every morning, Ambie and I, we will say, okay, so what should we talk about today? Mm -hmm. And today I was telling her, she was like, well, has anything been coming up for you? I was like, well, interestingly enough, I've been doing a lot of uh, TikTok lives. I've been really working on uh, strengthening my own intuition. And so I've been doing a lot of that. And I was telling her, I was like, it's really interesting. I keep getting the same sort of uh, reading, the same sort of question. And I keep seeing the same dynamic like over and over again, multiple times in a live, multiple times in a week. And the dynamic is there's a girl who's asking me or a woman or someone who identifies as woman who's saying to me, Will me and so-and-so, man, get back together? And Mm -hmm. every single time I look into it, I feel into it, I see the exact same dynamic. That this guy is literally giving 25%, if that. He is giving so minimal. And he is not available, really. And he is... Uh, It's funny, my guides, when they want to show me that someone's a player or he's not capable of being the relationship, they just show me a guy like kind of like with swagger bouncing a ball back and forth. Um, So I always see that. And 
I'm like, I always am, I always am pointing out to them, I'm like, yes, you might get back together, right? But it will happen exactly the same, the same, exact. nothing is going to change. And the question is, why do you want to be with this person who is clearly not what you want? Like right. they are, they're a fraction of what you want. They cannot give you what you want. And mm-hmm. so I've recently been talking about how what I think is interesting about women is that I feel like we are conditioned and this is something that women, we are we are changing this right now collectively, but it, I feel like we have been conditioned biologically to nurture, right? And to, you've you talked about this before, almost treat men like our, our sons in a way, like, mm-hmm. oh, like you're my baby, like let me, I can fix you, I can teach you, I can show you, I can make you better, you know? Yeah. And we want to fix and and help. And so we always fall into the same dynamic. But what I was telling everyone on TikTok was, I was like, do you understand that if you if you keep saying yes to this thing that is a fraction of what you want, you are literally just ordering more of that. There's no way you can actually allow in the thing that you want, which is out here waiting for you because you keep saying uh, I really want that thing, option B over there, but um, I'll take option A, which is literally like one third of what I want, and it just, the cycle continues. So I was telling Ambi about this, and I was realizing this really actually reminds me of kind of a huge thing that you've been going through this year and a huge part of your story. And then I was thinking, and we were both talking about how like she's, Ambie really hasn't shared her story on here. She's referenced it. You've talked about it a little bit, but you haven't actually kind of um, shared your full experience of this transition you've been going through. So I was wondering if today would be a good day for that. Today would be a great day to talk about your worth and all of the things. So I want to start this by saying that this is my perspective of what happened with my marriage. And obviously, we don't have the opportunity to get his side. So that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I just want to throw that out there. Um, So it's it's interesting because I feel like if I look back at it, there was a lot of years in my marriage that I was really unhappy and I wasn't ready to face it. Um, I would have friends tell me like, um, tell me that I wasn't happy, tell me that I could be happier. But when you have like so much connected with someone, whether it's financials, whether it's children, it's a home, whatever the case may be, it's harder to leave. It becomes harder and harder to like go out of this situation, even if you're not happy. And, you know, I was talking to my sister this weekend and, um, we were talking, I said something along the lines of like, I gave it my best effort. I tried, we were together 12 years and Which is a I long told her time. it's a long time, but I told her we went to, we started going to couples counseling like year three into it until we got divorced. And she said, that's more than trying. That's more than most people would do. I mean, consistently couples counseling, different therapists, different types of therapy, hypnotherapy, all of it. Um, And so what happened was uh, I think about like years prior where I was unhappy and I wasn't ready to leave. And 
you know, it's, I was giving someone a reading. So this is last around this time, around this time, this was a April. I was giving this woman a reading and I want to preface that this, this has never happened before, never happened since. I really think that this person came into my life to show, to like help me wake up. And so I was giving her a reading and she had just broken up with her girlfriend. And she said, who is the next person that I'm going to be romantically involved with? I forget exactly how she phrased it, but it was romantically involved with. And I saw her and I together. And this rocked me to the point of like, I was just quiet on the phone, just silent. And so I'm thinking, okay, it's a metaphor, right? Because sometimes spirit will show me metaphors. And I said, what does this mean? And they said, you and her will be together. And I said, that doesn't make any sense to me. And um, so fast forward, I tell her, I, I don't tell her it's me, but I allude to the idea of being me um, because of the fact that I'm still thinking this is a metaphor. So a couple of weeks go by, she follows me on Instagram. I look at her Instagram and I instantly was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Um, which proceeded to, I didn't stalk her or anything like that. Cause that would be weird. But it just kind of reminded me of all of these encounters that I've had with women sexually that have been like more fulfilling than being with any man I've ever been with. And so this got me talking to my friends. Shout out to my friends. (laughs) One of them is here. And what got me talking was the fact that they enjoy having sex with men. And that was weird to me. That was so weird. We can just share what that (laughs) conversation was like. Yes. So I'm not, I'm going to try not to be so graphic on here, but Ambie was like, yeah, so, um, yeah, like it's so great because you're saying something about like, I just never, I never enjoyed, you know, that part of it. I never enjoyed like the male anatomy basically. And I was like, she was like, do you actually enjoy it? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you do? And I was like. And I was grossed yeah. out. I was like, ew. Yeah. Really? Like, <laughs> what? Like this whole time I thought that none of us enjoyed this and we were all just suffering through it. You mean to tell me that you guys actually, you know, and she like asked other friends and they're like, yeah, like, what are you t-? <laughs> And I equated it to like doing laundry. Like it's a chore yeah. that like you have to do oh. and you know, you'll feel better after you do it. But like, it's yeah. kind of like a chore. You have to do this. Yeah. And when I realized that that's not what it should be, it was upsetting to say the least. Um, it was, I felt more bad for, I felt more bad for my husband. Cause I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So this is at the same time, let me backtrack. So the previous year I had realized that I'm looking at men and I'm asking myself, am I actually attracted to men? Um, because when I notice it's just allergies, I promise you guys, I'm not crying, but I know I'm like wiping my tear away. It's allergies. But I noticed that like when I would go to the gym, when I would go to the grocery store, if a man didn't check me out, I felt bad about myself. Mm -hmm. And so I started diving in deeper with the person, uh, the therapist I was working with at the time about this. And what I realized was that I was seeking approval outside of myself. I was seeking like 
whether it's like daddy issues or mommy issues or whatever, I was seeking outside approval from strangers essentially to validate the the thing that most people validate about me, which is not my intelligence or my humor or anything. It's my looks. And it's been like that since I was 12 years old. So once I took that into account, it was this idea of, oh my God, am I, am I really attracted to men or have I just been conditioned to be attracted to them? Cause that's what society views as normal and okay. Right. Mm. And I remember feeling, so my son came out as bisexual three years ago. And I remember feeling jealous. And I remember feeling, I said to my mom at the time that he came out, if you say anything to him negative, I will never speak to you again. Because when I was in the fifth grade, I came to her and I told her that I liked girls and I didn't like boys. I I used the word lesbian. And she said to me, that's disgusting. Don't ever say that again. You never told me that. Yeah, it was hard. And then when I was in the sixth grade, I mean, this runs deep. When I was in the sixth grade, I kissed a girl and uh, she did not like that. That was not well received. And I got beat up every day by that girl for a year. No, was that, that's part of that story. That's part part of of that story. Oh, okay. That makes so much more sense. I was so confused. And so then in high school, uh, drank a lot in high school. And when I would get drunk, I would make out with girls. Makes sense now. I get it. Um, (laughs) But one of, so. Like you might be asking why did it take so long to get here? Well asking why, but here is why. One, there were two gay girls in high school and I was one of them. And neither of us had any fucking idea because there was no representation at that time, like none. So the other thing is that when I did this the first time, one of my very, very best friends basically like made me feel so badly for it. And was, it told me that she was uncomfortable being my friend and all of this that it like shoved me back in the closet. And I was like, okay. And I literally got a boyfriend the next week because no offense guys, but boys are really easy. Like you you can get a boyfriend, right? (laughs) You laugh at their jokes. They're easy. So it, it made me feel like one, I thought like, okay, every girl makes out with other girls when they're drinking. Like, that's fine. Yeah. That turns out to be wrong. Um, No, I feel like that does happen a lot. Happens a lot, but, but not, not, not like every time. If it's like every, every time. time, yeah. Go ahead. When you would rather make out with the same sex rather than the opposite oh, sex, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I feel no, no. like it's not a rather. It uh, like for me, who I, I yeah, feel yeah. that I am straight. It's it. I think it was always more of a uh, attention thing. Yeah, attention thing, kind of exploration thing, but nothing that was like I would always rather. It was yeah. more of a one time or a couple time thing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I get that. I get yeah. that. I would always rather, um, because women are like I think prettier and they smell nicer. And anyway, That's I true. digress. I mean, There's a lot of reasons. True. There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so then. Uh, I'm in my twenties. I move away from my family and all of that. And I start dating a woman. And the whole time that her and I are dating, she's telling me that I'm not gay, 
she's telling me that I'm uh, in retrospect, she thought I was going to hurt her and she was scared to death. I did not understand that at the time. So I took that as, well, obviously I've made a mistake. Maybe I'm not gay. And so I'm going to go date boys again. Yeah. Which ended up hurting her. So she got what she like. Also, she it was a long, complicated situation that went on for a very long time. But I met her mother. Her mother's response to me was, you just haven't found the right boy yet. And to her, she met my mom and my mom's response to her was taking me aside and saying, is she a lesbian? And I said, yes. And she said, that's disgusting. I don't, uh, I'm not comfortable with you being friends with her. And I promptly broke up, broke up with her two weeks later because mm. it was a lot. It was a very closeted relationship. There was a lot going on. We worked together. I digress. So fast forward to last year at this time, I see this in a reading and I'm thinking, oh shit, what's happening, right? And so I start to talk to my then husband, and I start to express to him all of these memories that are coming up and all of these feelings. And he says, I think that you should dive in deeply with it. God bless him. Like, I don't even know, like truly that's the nicest thing. So I decided to go on Tinder and I started uh, dating and going on dates with women, hugely unsuccessful in the beginning, hugely unsuccessful, (laughs) many dates, many women, batshit crazy. And then I met a woman and um, her and I had good conversation and she was really sweet. And if she listens to the podcast, I'm sorry, things went down the way they did. I really am. Um, but the difference here can I, is, can I just say, do not say her name. No, no, I'm not. No, no. Sammy Jean just commented at the exact right time. And she says, sounds like I need to start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Right as I was about to say with that, like, sounds like that's a different episode. <laughs> Casually just drop, I'm sorry that things went down the way they did. It's like, well, don't leave us hanging, girl. No, <laughs> no, it was just basically, um, we just weren't right for each other. And I ended up like, not fucking her over. It was just really mean. I was really mean. We dated for a little over three months and I was mean. So anyway, so... As I was dating this woman, my ex-husband was fully aware of like what was going on and all of that. Okay. Um, But the difference here was that I realized that you're supposed to enjoy sex. And I realized why I wasn't enjoying it. And that was the issue. That was the problem that I was like, okay. And I feel like um, I've had so many readings and I know that you and I've talked about this since where people are like, They've told me in readings, you need to let go of expectations of yourself and you also need to liberate yourself sexually. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, what are you talking about? And I had no idea. Like, I didn't put all of the pieces together mm-hmm. until this reading with this woman. Um, so anywho, so that pretty much essentially, I guess I'll tell the rest of it. So. The reading with the woman, things escalated a little bit. I went to go visit her um, and my ex-husband could not handle this. 
he ended up becoming violent, not on me, but still he was violent. He put a hole in a door, um, ended up having, I told him I was going to leave him. He threatened suicide and I left because I'm not going to, there's a lot more to that story, but I'm not going to allow myself to be in a relationship, no matter how much that person has done for me, where it's violent now. And I'm afraid of my safety, my kid's safety. I'm afraid of his safety. Like it, it's just too much. And so I left and, um, I took, I stopped talking to both of those women and took a little hiatus, decided that I just needed some time and started talking to somebody else. And her and I are still dating almost five months later today. Interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm, and I just want to say, I'm so proud of you for that, like for that time, because I know that was so hard. Like, even though from the outside, it seems pretty cut and dry, right? It's like, oh, well, it's a dangerous situation or, you know, it gets to that point. Of course, like, why would you stay? That's the question that women are asked all the time. Why do you stay? Why did you stay? Why don't you just walk at the door? It's like, well, it's very complicated and very intricate. And I think women – and I wanted to say this in the beginning too. I also think women – Again, it's like we are programmed to kind of, especially in relationships with men, really let them be the caretakers and really let ourselves become a bit dependent. Like that's just kind of the way that we are set up. It's like, okay, well, you deal with the money and I'm going to deal with the babies, you know? And it's like Mm -hmm. then no wonder we – no wonder women feel – it's so hard to leave on top of, of course, you don't want to upset anyone or disturb the family, anything like that. There's all the emotional reasons, but it's also like really logistical reasons, right? And so anyway, I just want to say that I'm really proud of you because that was a really, really hard thing to do, but you, you did it and you didn't look back once you did it. You know, like you really, you And not only that, but you doing that has set off this like uh, ripple effect or like butterfly effect or whatever you want to call it, where other women who have been in similar positions to you but had no example for someone else choosing their happiness. Yes, choosing themselves. Um they've seen your example and they've taken action from it and they've they are happy and they are free and i just think anyway that your story is very very powerful go ahead well i I, thank you for acknowledging that and i want to tell you that it was by far hands down the hardest i've had a hard childhood and hands down the hardest thing that i've ever done because up I mean, I don't want to say up to because it's not true, but I would say generally he is a nice guy. My ex-husband, he is a nice guy. He's a good dad. He is a nice person. And his intentions were always nice. He wasn't, I don't think until the very end, which I feel like everybody gets kind of crazy. I mean, he was handed a lot of stuff in our relationship, but that being said, like, 
it's hard to walk away when no one did something wrong to the other person, right? Like I was pretty honest. I was very honest with him the whole time. I never cheated. I never lied. He never did me wrong. I mean, it was just the fact of, I can't do this anymore. And I can't, this isn't my happiness anymore. And one of my friends, and I would love to tell you that, like, I never looked back, but that's not true. Um, I did actually, like a few months later, we were talking about getting back together and we were talking and it was, it was this idea of you're going to basically sell out. It's going to look like you have a great relationship on the outside and you could do that, but you're going to be a hollow shell of a person Mm -hmm. because you're not happy. And it became the idea of either him selling out because there was going to be no sex in the marriage or me selling out because I didn't want to be with him. So I chose for both of us that neither of us were going to do that. And I'm glad I made that decision, but it is hard. And there is still fear. There's fear around financials. There's fear around You know, I have three kids to take care of now without any sort of extra income. And, oh, my God, what do I do there? But that is still not enough to stay, you know. And I think the the other thing that I've noticed is when I look around at the house and I look around at, like, the different things that we've accumulated together, I realize that those are someone else's dreams, those are an idea of what I wanted at this time, because again, I didn't think that I could have those things without a man. Mm. And maybe that's because of my childhood. Maybe that's because of my upbringing, whatever we could blame a thousand things on it, but I never thought that I could have those things with another woman. Mm-hmm. But I know that when I looked at women, lesbian relationships, I was always jealous. I was always jealous. I think I told you that like a while ago. I was always like, I want someone that I feel like is a best friend, but also a lover and like a partner and not like depending on me to do everything. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is like my new dream. That's my new goal. And that's exciting. And one of my friends, one of my other friends said to me, because she's known me, how old is my son? 17. She's known me about 17 years now. And she said, I've seen you do a lot of things in your life. And I've never seen you do something to be miserable. You always take action to be happier. Mm -hmm. So why would this be different? Mm. Touche. I was going to say the same. Like I was going to say, you know, a couple of things. One, ever since I've known you, you have a recurring theme in your life of (laughs) it's like, what do you really want? For example, I think of when you first, I first met you, you're working at the chiropractic office. You were doing it because kind of thought that's what you should do. It made you good money. Like it, it gave you the things that you, you needed. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't a passion. It was just kind of, it was the thing that was, was getting you where you needed to be. And 
so the first challenge that I saw you overcome was the leap of saying, I'm not doing this anymore. I believe in myself as a psychic medium. I believe in myself in this podcast and I'm going to leave and I'm going to, I'm going to bet on myself. And that was so terrifying for you. And you debated it many times. You went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then you finally jumped. And see, that's what I mean when I say, like, once you did it, you don't look back. Like, yes, technically, did you look back? Yes. Technically, does everybody kind of look back? Totally. I meant it more so as once the direction was picked, there was no going back. It was not, even if you said you talked about it or considered it, you said, but then you realize you couldn't, you couldn't, you'd made the decision yeah. officially. And <clears throat> so I watched you take that leap and it worked out so well for you. I saw a whole new like level of happiness in you when you left that job and you actually, and was there other things coming up around it? Sure. Things you had to figure out. Yeah, totally. But it was a whole new side of you that was so happy to be doing something you loved, right? So then now this is kind of the second huge um, leap which you took, which again, I think you went back and forth a lot of times over a long period of time. But I can honestly say, because I've known you for four years, and I can honestly say like when I came back from visiting you, when we had our Virginia Beach event, and I mm-hmm. came back from visiting you because I stayed with you, right? And that was the first yeah. time I'd been in the house since Alex hadn't been there because he moved out. Yeah. And Mo was there, your girlfriend, who I got to spend time with, which was really fun. But what I noticed the first thing when I walked in the door was the house felt different, like really different. It felt so light. It felt so yeah. calm. felt so peaceful. It just felt really nice. And I was like, wow, like, okay. That's different. And then just being around you, like you just laughed all the time, smiled all the time, so playful, so happy. And it wasn't like before when I felt like I would come visit you and it would be like happy, happy, playful, playful, and then move into stress, stress. Like like yeah. it was it was very up and yeah. down. This was very much like, yeah, happy, happy, playful, playful, chill, chill, happy, playful, happy. It was very – you just – uh, and anyway, the, what I wanted to say was when I came back, uh, everyone's like, oh, how was Virginia? How was Ambie? Blah, blah, blah. And I said to every single person, I was like, I've like never seen her happier. It made me so happy. She seems so happy. And it just is really cool to see, you know? Thank you. Uh, like random strangers on the internet are like, you are lo- you look so happy now. And I'm like, you don't even know what you're <laughs> talking about. But it, I appreciate that. And I think that it's, I think it's a couple of things. I think that it's me. It's more me accepting myself and more me accepting who I am, because you have to understand, like, I really thought last year when I told my mom that men just don't do it. I really thought she would never speak to me again. I really, she she said her response to me was she took a deep breath Mm -hmm. and she said, are you sure? And I said, yep, I'm sure. And she kind of made like a gross face like, like that. And she said, that's okay. That's fine. And I was like, okay. It wasn't like, oh my God, you know, everything's better, but it was like, okay. Yeah. All right. You know, um, she's, I bet you too. It's also that you were different when you, as opposed to the other times when it's like, kind of like, yeah, this is what I like. Is it okay? This time it was like, this is who I am. 
And yeah, instead of being like, this is, is this okay? Are you still going to love me? It was like, this is it. And you can leave or not. Like you can be here for it or you can leave. And she met Mo and she actually really likes Mo. I was petrified. Like I can't, I can't tell you how scared I was for her to meet Mo. Cause I was like, what is she going to say? Yeah. Holy (laughs) shit. Like, Oh my God, how badly is this going to go? And then I just thought, fuck it. Like, okay, I either it's going to go well or it's not. But actually she was really nice and she really liked Mo. She's never liked anybody that I've ever dated. Anybody, anybody. And she's, uh, she's like, no, I really like her. She has good energy. Everybody says she has good energy. She does have good energy. She does. But um, I really liked her. She has good energy and um, you're really happy. And I'm like, yeah, I am really happy. And I obviously Mo is a reason I am happy. I don't want her to hear this and be like, what? I'm kidding. But <laughs> um, but no, obviously I'm happy with her, but I think it's more so that I accepted like who I am, you know? Yeah. And my sister, my sister was like, uh, God help me. I went to her in high school and I said, if you make out with girls, does that mean you're a lesbian? And she goes, how dare you ask me that question? I've never done that. And I'm offended that you even think that and walked out. And I was like, well, that answered several questions for me. Like that was, that was very clear. It was very clarifying. Yeah. So I never had anyone that I could even talk to about this, Mm. but, um, but I told her about that and she was like, I'm so sorry that I made you feel that way. That's not Mm. like, I have a very different view now and I'm really sorry about that. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I mean, it was also such a different time, you know. It really was. It like, really, really was. Everyone a time. was scared of that. Of uh, it, it, I've heard so many stories of people from that time period who knew they were gay, who literally thought that like that meant that they were going to die early. That meant that for whatever reason, or that meant that they were, you know, you talk religious trauma going to hell or that. I mean, just all of these things that were so misunderstood about Mm -hmm. homosexuality, about being gay, about identification, whatever. Um, And we are literally living in like it, it. Well, I guess my point is what's crazy is that like with your sister, it's crazy because people do really change their perspectives and opinions over time. People really do. Like, I I feel like that's all just everyone's own fear. Like when you were saying Mm -hmm. stuff to your mom and stuff when you were little, even though it was so hurtful to you, which I'm so sorry that that happened at such a young age because I can see how that's very, um, like it stays with you, you know, at a young age. Um, I'm sure also for your mom, it's probably like, something that she was told that made her fearful of that for you. Well, no. so my mom is quite, yeah, no, I agree with you, okay. but I, I know exactly where it comes from. So my mom's oh, okay. quite older. She's 76 now, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. My family listens to this podcast. So anyway, I digress. Hey, family. But, hey, family. But um, my mom grew up in the time frame where literally there was an AIDS epidemic going on and that was really blamed on gay people. Yeah. So it was, it was a, it was basically a winch, witch hunt. And it was, if you were gay, you're going to get AIDS and die. Right. Yeah. And so I remember, and she had a friend who went to high school with her. He was gay and he died of AIDS. Hmm. Did not help. Did not help that. Yeah. So 
her view was that, oh my God, my daughter's going to die of AIDS. And she told me that growing up, I had a friend in high school that was very clearly gay. And then I dated for a second. I digress. And it was funny because of everything now. He's very happily married to a man. I'm so glad oh, he, for him. It's a he. Yeah. Okay. So, but it was, my mom told me he's going to die of AIDS because obviously he's gay. And it was just like, yeah. mom, you gotta, you gotta think differently. Like yeah. you gotta, there's gotta be some kind of new yeah. thought going on here. And even when my son told me that he was dating a boy, my mom had the same reaction. And I told her like, if you say anything to him, I will never talk to you again. And I think what came up for me was that why didn't I have that growing up? Why didn't I have someone defending me as a child saying she's still lovable? It's still okay, And you should see where this goes. But had I had that, maybe I wouldn't have my kids. I don't know. Maybe I would have. But either way, everything happened for a reason. That's so crazy to think about. Because, like, I was thinking about it from – that's that's a mind fuck. Wow, that's weird. Because I was just thinking about, like, okay, yeah, you didn't have anyone, but that's also why you are such a good defender and protector because you didn't have anyone. And you happen to have three kids who are all very um, – I feel like very much themselves and very much open to exploring themselves mm-hmm. more than any other kids that I know, honestly. And I think that's a that's a – uh, like a kudos to you as a parent for creating a space where they feel safe enough to do that because Thanks. I think a lot of other kids just are probably similar, but maybe they just don't have the space where they feel that they can explore that. Um, so I was thinking at first, I was like, well, if you hadn't, if you had had someone, maybe you wouldn't have been as fierce to protect or defender, wouldn't have been top of mind as much. Maybe I'm wrong. But then you were like, but if, I had had a defender, then maybe I just would have, you know, been with a woman and I wouldn't have had all these kids and they they yeah. wouldn't have come. That was such an interesting thing. But see, here's the thing. And this goes back to like my, uh, me growing up, right? Like just because you're with a woman doesn't mean you can't have children. Yeah. Tr- right. Totally. So I think that like for me growing up, it was one or the other. What do you mean? It was either having kids or being with a woman. That's what there was no. Told? Uh, that's what I would like in my head told because look on TV. There's no. Well, now there might be, but at that time, we're talking about like the early 2000s. There was no same-sex couples with children. Mm-hmm. There was so we were. I was taught that the family dynamic is a man and a woman and kids, right? Yeah. And I think I wanted that family so strongly, that family that I never got to have that I was willing to really do anything for that family. Mm, I see. Right. So that was, it was also another level of putting yourself away so that you could have. <laughs> I have a little, little guy here that's oh. shaking his hand at me with a sad face. Hold on one second. Vamp, vamp. <laughs> oh, okay. It's funny. Cause when she says that you're like, is this a spirit or her son? <laughs> is it a spirit? Is it a real person like, or I see a living him. person? It's a little person. He's shaking his hand at me. 
Oh, kind of how you do readings. <laughs> yeah, it's my son. It's okay. my son. That's what I figured. Do we have questions from people or comments? I There's comments. I just want to say that so many people are from the very beginning. Hold on. Let's see. Judy Armstrong said, I'm so sorry, Ambie. Oh, my goodness. She was talking about when you were sharing about the things that were said to you at a very early age that discouraged oh, thanks, you. Thanks, Judy. Um, Taylin said, I didn't come out until I was in my 20s because of very similar reasons. Thank you for sharing this, Ambie. Um, everybody's like identifying. Sammy said, or Taylin said, she's so damn proud of you. Sammy said, yes, yeah, so Thanks. proud. Mine was so tumultuous too. Joanne says, I have even more respect for you now for being brave enough to share your story. I'm glad you are finally happy. Thanks, guys. Taylin said, you had to choose your truth. You're absolutely glowing, Ambie. So happy and proud of you. And then Kristen says, thank you for sharing, Ambie. I'm so happy that you're stepping into your true self. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I am so happy, too. And I think, do you feel, how do you feel having uh, shared shared your, a little bit more of your story now? Well, it's nice because sometimes I just feel like it's talking to you, so it's okay. Um, and you know this story. Um, but I heard some things today that I didn't know. So yeah, I thought it was very well told. I mean, thank you. Thank you. I hope it helps. Honestly, I hope it helps someone because I can't be, I just think about high school and I just think about like how fucking a, I think about how many kids I went to high school with and like literally when I told people, because this whole time everything was going on, I decided to go back to San Diego to like clear my head. I wanted to visit friends and family, etc. So I'm telling people from high school, by the way, I'm gay. And they're like, finally, you have come out. And I'm like, excuse me? Excuse why me? And they're like, tell me. we knew this whole time. And I'm like, why didn't anybody let me know? Why didn't anybody tell me? But, but that's disrespectful. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's you know what it reminds me of? It's kind of like how when we when you and I are working with a client or someone who's developing their intuition or something, we always say like, well, there's some people who are ready and there's some people mm-hmm. who think they're ready and they're not really ready. And yeah. it's not a judgment. It's just about where you are and you can't make someone be ready. You know, it's really they've yeah. just got to say like, okay, it's time. So I think that applies for all things and especially with something like this. It just, I think this has been a really, we could say it could have happened then, 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 whatever. But I think it happening now is really perfect and powerful for you. And I feel like there's so much coming on the other side of this. And I've I've told Amby this a million times, but um, I, I this is a joke, but I kind of have like, fantasize I'm like there's just a year from now there's gonna be this group of men who start protesting outside Ambie's house and said you made our wife you you like basically that like they don't have their partners anymore because you inspired them to leave and well, I, for that I want to say this because that's yeah. really funny and I, I, it's kind of a funny thing but for that, I want to say this, that no matter, like, obviously, not everybody's gay, and that's not the point of this. The point of this yeah. is that I was really unhappy for a really long time, and I thought that buying shit would make me happier, and I thought that, 
I did. I'm just and thinking I of all this stuff you bought. Going, yeah. Going on trips would make me happy. And then I would cry on trips. And I, I just, I tried to find happiness in so many other ways mm-hmm. other than myself. And it's not okay to just settle for your basic needs because that's all you've been used to. It's not acceptable. Like just because your partner is a nice person, that's the bare fucking minimum. They should just be a nice person. Yes. Or you shouldn't be with them, but you can expect more out of a relationship and you should expect more out of a relationship. You should not be with someone that makes you feel badly about yourself. You should not be with someone that doesn't hold up their end of the bargain or even that is like depressed all the time and taking away from your happiness. That's not fair to you either. So I just wanted to throw that out there that you deserve more. Amen. I thank you for saying that because I think that I think a lot of people need to hear that. And I think, uh, It's time for everyone to really get real about who you are, what you need, what you like, what your needs are, right? For yourself to be happy, who you want to be, what you want to do, and really ask yourself, like, do all the components of my life make sense for that? Or can they? Like, is there potential here for us to, even if they're not an exact match right now, like, can we grow together? Is this conducive? Because if it's not, it's like delaying, you know, hi, Ollie. Hi. Hi, can you squish, say hi? squish face. Hi. Wait, sit up and look at the camera. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi. You're so handsome. You're so, so you're getting so big so quick, Ollie. I can't believe it. Yeah, he's going to be six this year. <gasps> no, he's going to be seven. Oh, my God. I forgot how old my kid was. Just Lucky that. number seven. Okay. Well, Ollie's here. Ambie's son is here, and he's gonna um, help us wrap up this show by sharing a couple more announcements. Is that okay, Ollie? Here, let me put you in my ear because he can't hear you. Sing. Ollie, will Sing you up. help us um, share some announcements so that we can finish the show, show so your mom can leave? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm sad. Can okay. you say, can you say come, to <laughs> come to mommy's retreat? Come to mommy's retreat. Come to mommy's retreat. Come to mommy's retreat. Yes. So, um, yeah, a couple final announcements. Uh, we have one and only one retreat this year. It is in Georgia. It is June 9th through 12th. We are teaching our You're Not Crazy, You're Intuitive course in person. You're going to get active practice with your intuition. You're going to learn how to do psychic readings, mediumship, even fun things like remote viewing, telekinesis, all kinds of fun things we're going to play. And it's just, oh, oh my God, I forgot to tell you, somebody that listens, Rachel, who listens to this podcast, she was actually at the retreat center this weekend for a retreat. She took a picture from the house that we have rented for our retreat. She said, this is the view from your house. Ambie, it's a waterfall that leads into a pool that you we can swim in. Oh my gosh, that's cool. I was like, I'm so excited. So uh, we have a very awesome spot. Um, We only have about half spots left. So if this is interest to you, make sure you apply on the website. We'd love to talk to you. Um, The other thing is that, oh, God, what was it? What was it? Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Um, another part of our patron for all tiers, again, as low as $5, is that we do a monthly Zoom with our patrons, <clears throat> which we are going to do this um, this month. It's going to be on April 22nd when Ambie is here for Yay. our show, our ARC 9 show on April 23rd, which we still have a few tickets oh, left for that if you want to join us in Philadelphia. Uh, Mo will be here, the aforementioned Mo. You might even see it <laughs> from my husband. Who knows? Um, but the what the point is that um, we are turning that monthly Zoom call that you get access to with us, we're turning that into an Ask Us Anything. So you guys always love the Ask Us Anything uh, mm-hmm. episodes that we do and we never have enough time to answer all the questions. So basically what we're doing is we're turning that one hour Zoom call into a one hour Ask Us Anything and that way we get to answer your questions, we get to know you guys, we get to see your faces, et cetera, et cetera. So that is going to happen on April 22nd. Um, and yeah, come see us in Philly. Also come see us in Austin and talk to the ARC-9. Join in on our conversations with ARC-9. And I think that's it. Anything else, Ambi or Ollie? I just want to say, I just want to say that um, also like coming to the retreat is a really good way, again, to do something for yourself. A lot of mm. women, a lot of moms tend to put everybody else before ourselves and going to a retreat is a really good way to put yourself first. That is so Ollie, true. is there anything you want to say before we go? Can you say bye, everybody? Bye, everybody. Bye. That Keep on blooming. Bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.